Not quite. No, no, no. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Yesterday was Daf test. Today is Daf Chaf. And the Chaf to get finished with Daf Chaf today. <laughs> That'll be... Uh, all right, no, we got that joke. Okay. Yeah, All right. I hope, to may, I hope to be able to finish today's daf. We will start our review at the, uh, the bottom of the page on uh, daf, on daf uh, Yud, Chesam, and Beis and uh, get through yesterday's daf. We are learning the Lilinishmas from a Bashmol Shimim, and Nisham Avnaliyah. Naftali Yosef and Chaim Nisan Alevi, and Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudaleib Beimi, and also special, it's the yard site, Osher Zelibim, Pesach David, Vizlato, Nezun Shabbat and Aliyah, and Refuah Shleim and all who need it, and with that let's get right to the review. So we are starting again at the bottom of the page, three lines up from the bottom, on Daf Yud Chesam and Beis. We did not quite finish yesterday's Daf, so... We'll do the review and get hopefully finish and then get to today. So, um, the we saw that uh, Rabbi Yonatan also changed his mind basically on this question because Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman said the name of Rabbi Yonatan that the dead do talk to each other, and we brought a proof to that because when Hashem, it says in the pasuk, saying meaning that there's communication going on. And because uh, otherwise that word is extra. So what Hashem is telling Moshe is that go tell Avram Yitzchak. He's telling Moshe, you tell Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov that, um, that, um, that the, I fulfilled the promise. Now the question is, oh, so the Gemara is saying, if they have no idea what's going on in the world, so then what is it help for you to tell them? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? You, you're telling me that they do know what's going on, so why is Moshe telling them me also? They know already. They read the news. So the answer is, is that that's only for the purpose of to be Maxig Tov to Moshe. And basically what we're saying in conclusion, in case people want to know, bottom line, how much do the dead know? They know plenty. Okay, that's bottom line. They do keep up with what's going on in the world. Okay, next we talked about is Rav Yitzchak. He says that if you talk about a dead person, it's like you're talking if, about a stone, which means one of two things. Either it means that they have no idea what's flying, um, they won't know what you're saying about them, or they do know exactly what you're saying, but it doesn't matter to them because it doesn't. they don't care less. Um, next we said, but uh, how could that be? Because our puppet said that there was this fellow who said negative about Shmuel after he died, and a, and a huge beam fell off the roof and, and, and basically <coughs> knocked his head, split his head in half. So the Gemara explains that that's because it's a rabbinic uh, scholar. Obviously, Shmuel was a big Talmud Chacham, and because of that, it wasn't Shmuel who cared. It was Hashem who cared, and he was basically uh, upset about, you know, an honor. He was basically making a macha, um, a rebuking for the honor of Shmuel. Uh, Rabbi Shubhan Levi says somebody who speaks after uh, Talmud Chacham, then he falls again, and that's a apostle, that uh, by saying about the, you know, saying negative, so then what happens to those people is Yolichem Hashem Ispoleim, and God's going to bring them to where they need to go, which means to Gehenim. Shalom al Yisrael, the end of the Pasuk, is referring to the fact that even when these people are already resting in peace, they're already Shalom, they're ready after, after passing on, it doesn't change the fact that by, by saying, by disparaging somebody, a uh, scholar, that uh, they still suffer for that, get punished for that. 
School of Rabbi Shmuel says if you see a Tamachacham who is transgressing, this is really following along with that because uh, maybe you saw them do something wrong. In general, the rule is, is that if you see a Tamachacham that did something wrong at night, don't even question him during the day because maybe he did tshuva. And the says, not only maybe, but for sure he did tshuva. That's only true when it comes to Dvarim Shebegufo because it's something that he has to just reckon with his mind. But things where he has to actually physically return, so then, of course, the tshuva is not complete until you actually um, carry that out. Next, we saw as Rabbi Shulman Levi said that there are 24 uh, uh, places where Bezdin uh, will, will put Necherem out of Kavanah Rav. So again, we're talking about the importance of honoring a, a rabbi, and we're saying that there were 24 places in the Mishnayis that talked about it. So Rabbi Lazar says, where are those 24 places? And he asked Rabbi Shomalevi, and Rabbi Shomalevi says, go look, there you go, now you got some nice homework, Fig, find the places. So he looked into it, and he found three places in, in the Shas that talked about Kavad Arav. Um, one is, we're talking about Mizalzab and Tilsa Daim, person was denigrating Tilsa Daim. One was talking about after about negative about Talmud uh, Chacham uh, after he died, and um, and uh, and the other one was somebody who um, talks uh, in a very strong manner, strident manner against uh, the Creator. Okay, which is also in a sense a covered harav issue. So, what are the three stories? Uh, the Gemara um, the explained the talking negative about Talmud Chachamim was a mission. The mission talks about that uh, Rabbi Kavya ben Mahalal said that uh, Gioris or Shivcha uh, 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 who um, does not have a parsha of Sota attached to her. If she's married to, to, at that point to a Jewish person and there's a suspicion that she went with somebody else and he warned her against that and uh, there was witnesses who saw her go alone with that other person which normally would be a parsha of Sota of Sota where she would have to be given to drink the Allah is that she does not get given to drink. And uh, uh, that's what Rabbi Mamala said. Chamim said, no, it's true. They do, they do give her to drink. And we have a proof from a story, because the story goes that there was this Shivcha Meshukharis in Jerusalem, and Shmayin of Talon give her to drink. So they said, yeah, Shmayin of Talon. They come from Gerim, and that's why they gave her to drink too, because you know, they're connected. So that was a very negative thing to say. It was disparaging of Talmud HaChamim because it was disparaging. So um, they put him in Cherem, and not only that, he died in that Cherem, and they stoned his coffin. <laughs> Next is Mizazam Tilsatayim, and that is because Rabbi Yehuda said that none of this story, first case, is true at all, because Akavim Mahalel was a huge tzaddik. He never would have said something like that. He never did say something like that. The klal is, is that when the Azara was packed with people on Erev Pesach, bringing their Karm Pesach, so it, had, it was filled to capacity, and the doors closed, there was no one that was his peer in both in all three, wisdom, purity, and fear of sin, as Yaqavi ben Mahalel. So impossible that he, uh, you, missed, you got the story wrong. But what, who did they put in Kherim? A little different story. There was Elozim and Chanoch, who disparaged until Sadaim, which is disparaging the rabbis. And when he died, the Bezdin um, put a stone on his coffin to, because that's the idea. Somebody who's put in Kherim and dies in the midst of the Kherim, they sort of stone the coffin. Ne- the last case that he found was Mekis Dato Kalpimaila. That was a story with Shimon ben Shetach 
said to Choni Magal that you really deserve to be put in Cherem. But if not, except for the fact that you're Choni, I wouldn't put you in Cherem, except what can I do? You behave inappropriately before God. You are demanding. You're making requests against God in a, uh, in a, in a very, you know, um, non, non covetic way, right? Too familiar, whatever. And, uh, but uh, he listens. So what am I supposed to say? I'm quiet. Because uh, that was the story. When they went to him to help bring the rain, and he made a circle, and he said, I'm not stepping out of this circle. And uh, unless you cause the rain, and then there was like only a drop of rain. He said, that's not the rain I wanted. It was a different kind of rain. No, 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 not that kind. Uh, basically, it was being very adamant and difficult. And uh, and the bottom line is, we said that that is... Um, um, bottom line is is that is that, that was inappropriate. That he deserved cherem, except for the fact that it was chonim agal. But again, we see the same idea. And that's yisma Bottom line is, God loves you. Like a father loves a child, even though the child um, is begging for something, for the toy, and insisting, and fetching, whatever, and the father gives in, you know, whatever, it works. That Mara says, what do you mean, there's only three, they didn't find any other ones? What about the story of Tudus Ishromi? He uh, made a custom in Rome that they would basically... Um, put the people of Rome uh, that they would uh, they, that on their um, Pesach night they would eat a goat that was in you know roasted whole as a reminder of the Korban Pesach that they weren't able to bring. And Shimon Meshedak said that if you weren't Tudus, I would put you in Cherem for that because you're it, it kind of looks like Kach uh, Nevertheless, that's not a right. That's not what we're looking for because that's not in the Mishnah. That's a Brisa. Brisa yeah. don't count. Gemara says, but there's no source in the Mishnah. What about the case of the, uh, it's called the Tanur of Achnai, the snake, the snake oven, which is basically a, an oven that's formed from various rings of earthenware with uh, sandwiched between, with sand in between. And it's an oven that, uh, according to Rebbe Ezer, is not subject to Tum at all because it's not really a Kli. No, no part of it is a Kli. Come say, since it functions as a Kli, it's a Kli and it's subject to Tuma. And uh, there was a major fight about it, and Rebbelezer um, stood his ground, and, never, and basically they put him in Cherem in, in the end on that story. The Gemara says, nevertheless, it doesn't mention anything about the Nidoi in the Mishnah. Yes, that's what the end result was, but in the Mishnah we don't see that, so that's why it's not on the list. So the Gemara says, we can, so then where is the 24 places? So the Gemara says, the difference between Rabbi Shum Levi and Rabbi Lazar is Rabbi Shum Levi was saying there was a potential of 24 cases because there was a machlokes in Mishnayis where there was a majority opinion and there was an individual opinion where he would be going against the majority if he would have stuck to his and, and basically been adamant and had a potential of it reaching to the level of a cherem, but not that it actually happened. And according to Rabbi Lazar, he was only talking about where it was actually stated. And that's the difference. That's why there's only three actual places that were stated. Brings us to the next halacha, which is we don't take out the mace around Kriyashma time because we want to basically sort of be prepared. And we know that if we do that now, we're not going to be able to say Kriyashma when we, when we start the process. So we wait before we start till we finish Kriyashma first. So the Gemara asks, didn't we do that for Rav Yosef and we did not wait? So the Gemara says, yes, that's true, but that's because he was an Adam Chashuv. When it comes to an Adam Chashuv, it's not appropriate to keep him waiting. Okay. 
Next, we talked about is the, the distinction between the people who are in front of the coffin and the people behind the coffin. The people in front of the coffin are potter from Krishma and everything. People mm-hmm. behind the coffin, we said Krishma, they could still say, but not Tefillah. Okay. So we said also the Gemara went into the talk about a husband eulogizing. It says when the the dead person is there in front of them, so obviously you're not allowed to do any mitzvahs in front of the in front of the dead body. It's a, that's where the loy glorash applies. So what they would do is that the people would slip out one by one and read Krishna outside the room and then come back in. Um, if the mace is not there in the room, it's just uh, they're just doing the eulogy without, the, not in the presence of the of the dead body. So then they would just sit and read Krishna right there. The mourner would be there in silent because he's a mourner. He's not supposed to do mitzvahs at that juncture. And then they get up and daven, and he instead of davening, he does what's called Sidukadin. And the uh, Gemara brings down a, a quote what he would say, and basically the quote is that Master of the Universe, I sun, I sin much before you. And you only put, punished me like for a one in one thousand of of what I deserve, and may it be your will that you that you basically uh, repair the breaks the breaches, and of all the the people of Israel, house of Israel, with mercy. So that was the idea. Now, Abai says that line is a very negative, not not appropriate thing to say, and the reason is because we have a general rule of al yiftach odom piv satan al tiftach satan which is basically don't give the satan some good ideas of what to do. And that's a very important principle. We don't open, we don't talk about things in a negative way. That's why we say chas v'shalom, if we say things like that, to sort of counter um, a, st- a statement, you know, like uh, uh, talking about a negative thing. So that's the same idea. Oh, you, you know, I only got punished. I, you know, I, didn't get, I did a lot of sins and I didn't get punished, only a very little. That gives the idea, so to speak, to get punished. We see that from the Psukim. It says, Kemat We put the idea, and then the, the Navi says, Oh, So you see that by mentioning it, that sort of brings it back on us and sort of brings the idea against us. Next, we talked about is they did bury the dead and they went back. And the question is, did they need enough time to start and finish the entire davening or start and finish even one pasuk, one parsha? That was the question. And the Gemara says, there seems to be a steerer. The Gemara says, no. What we mean here too is, even if you can finish, start and finish one perek or one, even one pasuk that, uh, before it's time to line up, so then that would be fine. Otherwise, you should not start. And that is... Basically, as far as we got to yesterday, and we'll start a review at the top of the page on Daf Yud. I mean, the new Daf where we're up to on Daf Yud Tesson base. One second. <laughs>